Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Inshallah, in each episode, our goal is to bring you ideas related to all things, the psychology of human habits and how they make us or break us, and more importantly, how to break the bad habits that hold you back and make good ones for successful changes so that you can become healthier happier smarter wiser stronger and the best or greatest version of yourself inshallah one habit at a time starting with you and me today thank you for listening enjoy the podcast أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقطة من لساني يفقه قولي أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين All praise and all thanks due to Allah Hi everyone, I hope you are good and well in good health and imam faith inshallah and in today's episode and it's another interview and inshallah today we've got my dear brother Sheikh Ali Yusuf Masha'Allah, and he's given us his time, and may Allah reward him for it. And inshallah, today I just want to pick his experience, his knowledge, and his wisdom, and inshallah, and generally about behavior, human behavior, and everything related here, and human psychology, and particularly how to change habits, and how to break the bad ones, and how to make the good ones. And the other thing I want to let you know, guys, as well is inshallah, and this discussion and conversation with Ali will be in two parts. So inshallah, in part one, and then we will do part two next week's episode, inshallah. And my dear brother, Sheikh Ali, who is an original Sheffield lad now living in the blessed land of Saudi Arabia, is also today letting me test out my first Zoom call interview on Zoom, inshallah. So I welcome him, Ali. Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, bro. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, Ali. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm honored to be here and thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to actually be part of your podcast. So I'm the one who has the who who should who should show the gratitude and the and the and the appreciation. Now to you, bro. Thanks a lot for coming and it's an honor to have you as well, mashallah. As you say, Ma'alin, mashallah. I'm honored and blessed that uh, for you to come and join me and to come and share with us your wisdom and experience and knowledge, mashallah. Because usually and often when me and you chat, it's like we heard it two hours long. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm so happy and really grateful for you. Jazakallah So inshallah. So without further ado, inshallah, the first thing I want to ask you is, and why do you think behavior change is so hard even when we are desperate to change? Because there's millions of people who are and sick and sadder than they need to be. There's the high rate of depression, suicide, anxiety, and so much things. And, and nobody wants that. Everybody wants to change. And then there's bad habits like smoking and all that. So why do you think behavior change is hard right. for human beings? Alhamdulillahi ala ihsani wa shukrullahu ala tawfiqihi wa amtinani wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah ta'dima li sha'nih wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh adda'i ila ridwanih wa sallama tasliman kathira and amma ba'd yes you're absolutely right this topic or this area of human behavior is very very important 
And as you mentioned, a lot of people are heedless or they are quite oblivious to the fact that they can actually um, overcome or, or seek uh, protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also seek help uh, from others. So when it comes to the human behavior and how we behave as humans, this is always dictated by who we are surrounded around or perhaps the community that we're in, the friends that we hang around with, they are also a fundamental, um, or let me say, uh, they are an aspect of whether how we can shape our human behavior. So put, if I give you an example now, as you mentioned, you said smoking, for instance. Um, there is a saying in Somali, he actually says, So it literally means something that you got used to yeah. and that you're trying to stop, but you cannot. For you to leave it, it's a news that we should go back to. So what they're saying is, is they're saying it's absolutely impossible for you to leave. But that itself is not true. So now, you as a human being, you know yourself more than anybody else. You know what triggers uh, uh, those human behaviors or those kind of bad habits. Yeah. So in order for you to stay away from it, you have to have a plan. Without a plan, you would not be able to succeed so when i say plan what i mean by is is like you have to have the desire so you say okay now i need to stop this it has to come from your heart so when we say desire we means also love so it has to be something which is within the heart that's why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says there is a piece of flesh unless that piece of flesh is purified you will never be able to purify yourself allah fil jasad in mudqa you and, and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the prophet was talking about and the heart. And there's an ayah that actually reinforces the hadith, which says, القلوب. So with the with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you find tranquility, peace, and serenity. How? Because salah, when you pray your salah, and then you try to go to the masjid and you smoke, and what do you do? The first thing that you do is what? You brush your teeth, you put a perfume on. So you know this is a bad habit. So you, yes. are, you are in the preparation. So for you to have that, piece of consciousness and saying, okay, now go into the masjid. I need to stop this. Yeah. I need to put perfume and brush my teeth very quickly. It shows you that there's a trigger, right? Yeah. It's a wrong thing. So that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, inna salata tanha anil wal munkar. The salah forbids you from evil deeds and all these kind of things that we do nowadays. Yeah. So this is the basis. The basis is like you balance it. You go back to the religion, and then also you balance it with what's available out there. Reading books, as you, Mr. Ibrahim, always read, Akhi, it's there's nothing wrong with that. If we read non-Muslim books, we can benefit a lot from it. We have a lot of Islamic books, but sometimes you might find a statement that will hit you hard from yeah. the Quran, from the Hadith, and then you read this one, and then it reinforces, and then you think to yourself, my professor said that in the past. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, the Prophet Sallallahu says here, so yes, that's one of the elements. Yeah. So, so the other thing I was going to say is then, you know, like even, you know, that trigger, like mashallah, you said, because the habits have got triggers, as we mentioned. And like you said, when you know that trigger, why don't we follow through on it? Because, you know, like, so why are we oblivious to it? Because you get the trigger, you notice it, and then it's like as if you, you notice the truth or hack of the wrong and then it's like you turn a blind eye to it and then you carry on so the person like for example smoking they say like half a million people die from smoking in america 
19 million of them try to quit <laughs> and only 3 million succeed. So I'm saying, what's, what's the other 85 percent? Like, why, why, why are they not paying attention to the consequences? You know, they were saying, like what you just said now, mm-hmm. you're aware of it. You're aware of the trigger. You notice it because you're conscious. If you're the mirror still alive, that is, of course, no. and you notice it. Why is, why is there still a gap between that intention and that attention? Do you get what I mean? Why don't we follow through on it, on the good intention? Like that. Absolutely. Very good point. Now, this again goes back to where? This again goes back to the determination. Now, yeah. put it this way. For me personally, when I came to Saudi Arabia uh, yeah. for the first time, I, I have never, ever in my life gone past 65. I've never hit 70 since I can remember on 70 kg in terms of my weight. When yeah. I came to Saudi Arabia and I've been here for a year, I was <laughs> 85 kg. So that was the first time in my life that I hit 85 kg. And I thought to myself, what's going on here? I know people are dying of obesity. I know it causes depression. I know people are not happy. But I said to myself, I need to make a decision. So now, going back to the point that you raised, we need to make a decision. And that decision has to be in parallel with the awareness that you were just talking about now. We need to raise the awareness in a way that people will realize now another example always now for me personally i can talk to you about the weight i can talk to you about racism i can talk to you about all these kind of things because i I have experienced it but now when it comes to someone who used to smoke in the past when you speak to them and you say why have you stopped you can learn so much from them as 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 somalis we always say so like if you want to find out why somebody was mad in the past you have to speak to them and then you yeah. have to pick their brain and you have yeah. to get the experience from them and say, why have you stopped? Then they will yeah. give you the right answer. And they will say yeah. to you, this is what triggered family, education, yeah. health. So health yeah. comes in what we're just talking about now. So like, when it yeah. comes to the health, I know, I know my friend now, he smokes. He knows yeah. that smoking kills. He knows yeah. smoking causes cancer. But he, yeah. is telling, he was telling me on the other day, he was like, listen, whenever, every time I stop, he yeah. said, I just see this virtual beautiful life if i smoke so when i go back to smoking he said i feel happy when i leave smoking he said i feel depressed so now shaitan is an also another element because shaitan always will beautify uh, bad things for you so in order for you in order for us to raise that awareness and to realize why these people are actually still going on about smoking and all these kind of things there's the shaitan the desire Desire is one of the is is, is the major element of, yeah. of the is actually the base or the backbone of this issue because you will yeah, desire, desire and you will just go and you will just go for it. Um, uh, you saw so this this is why and also you talked about in terms of the depression and all these kind of things. Now, depression does exist. Uh, mm. Mental health is something that we need to we should be talking about as well, which is like uh, is very important. It's actually imperative for us mm. to touch upon that. But now, because we are not open-minded, we, 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 we see these kind of things as things which are like, how can I say it? It is like no-go area. Then we say, yeah. okay, we can't talk about it. But talking about it actually raises awareness. Yes, yeah, As they have in this discussion, someone will listen to them and will say, oh, right, actually I can relate to that. Yes. Yes, that's what it means. Oh, they might even stop smoking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So alhamdulillah, it could be, it could be a khair, it could be a, a bridge. Mm-hmm. For them to find themselves 
you know, just to go back to what you were saying about in where you like you put on that way. What, how did you just? Is it because of the new place? What what, what triggered you to to put on that? Before I go further, that's what I want to know. Put <laughs> Was it, it the new place, new environment, new job, like this kind of thing? Of course, Alhamdulillah. If we live in Shafil, you are blessed because you have the seven yeah. hills. Yeah. Um, I used to when I used to work in in the homework club. I used to walk from Broomhall to Pittsmore every day. Yeah. I used every to do about day. fifteen thousand steps. That is. That was what used to motivate me. When I came to Saudi Arabia, I realized even the drive-through for the cash machine, yeah. even for the for the for you to get a cash out, you have to go through a drive-through, and yeah. and it's very difficult to walk in Saudi Arabia in daytime yeah. because yeah. it's hot, so everybody's yeah. driving. So you've got the aircon on, you're driving all the time, and then the yeah. food is halal everywhere, so you yeah. can have your burgers and whatever. There's no control, and the sweets yeah. are every single corner. So it was a, a, a bad eating. Or bad yeah. health diet and yeah. also lack of exercises. Yeah, sir. So this and was the it. first time. The first yeah. time you put on, you went above that way in your life. Yeah. No, no, I, I went. And then now I had a, I had a relapse when the family came and joined me now in Saudi Arabia yeah. because the <laughs> missus was cooking. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala asked to 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 to, to, to uh, all of our wives and all of our mothers. I asked Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to reward them for their hard work. Yeah. Uh, she was cooking and 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 making all these desserts and whatever. So I was eating from home, beautiful food. But at the same yeah. time, I wasn't doing any exercise. So I went back to the 80s now. So now for 30 days, down all and sweets and, and food which are unhealthy. So now yeah. I've gone down from 81. And now yeah. today I'm speaking to you now, I'm 74. So the reason I'm giving you these examples is, is dedication, determination, yeah. and the desire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the most and important part is the discipline. Yeah, and you and also awareness is well, like you said because you became aware because without awareness, as I mentioned before, I got this call somebody who said without awareness you're flying blind <laughs> without awareness and also and I think yeah because we're like in Allah's we're just sleepwalking literally we're heedless and that's the human nature this is when I realized about the triggers that's when I realized you know habit. Because obviously investigating, I was thinking, when, when I was asking why, why do you have so much trouble making good choices? I realized that we're not aware of the triggers. So for example, when I was when I was in the my, my, hanging about with the wrong crowd of friends, I realized it was, um, say, like a Friday night or Saturday, those two days, and it was seven in the evening, you know what I mean, to go and chill out with them. It was a trigger. And that's when I started going to pits, you know, pits and in, in Danon to change the friends to go to pits on a Friday rather than going to the same places I used to go to negative friends. So I'm saying, I, then I realized, then as I was talking to people, I realized that people are not even aware of the triggers because the trigger is so, it's like an impulse. It's not like, you know, like a big bang, like, oh, it's not like the adhan you hear in Allah, but it's not like that. It's like a subtle, small, impulsive trigger with these scientists, they say it's like a chemistry, a neurochemistry. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. go <laughs> And then, so aware of that. And also another thing that you just remind me as well, when you said um, the decision making, that you start like dialogue, you know, that's when I became interested yep. how our yep. mindset and motivation influences your ability and willingness to change. Because just imagine now if you say to yourself, oh, this is hard and I can't exercise. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Well, it walks me through that decision making, how you went through when you made that decision and then the thought process to actually implementing your plan and how you started the routine, mashallah. And the routine you got as well. Tell us about your routine, exercise routine as well now. Um, and the thought, take us through the thought process of decision making, 
and awareness. Absolutely. And, um, I think you just nailed it on the head in terms of the thought process itself. For you, how I started it was I won. I won. My missus encouraged me to go for a walk, so we went for a walk, and then I I came back home, and I felt good, and I I slept well, and I was eating well, and then we did it the second day, and then I thought to myself, you know what, actually this is is this can change my 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 habit, my yeah. bad habit of just sitting and and I read a lot. This is my this is my problem. I read a lot. And I would just sit here and I and I would listen to a podcast and I left your podcast to walk in because at that time I'm in seclusion. I'm actually in a different mode. But when yeah. I'm in the house, I listen to different podcasts. These are leftover time. But your podcast, yeah. I'm not saying this just to praise you, Wallah, but I'm saying this because I found it very useful. That's why when I go for a walk, I have plenty of time. I put my headphones on and then I am in a different environment. So I'm just walking, I'm listening. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, processing your thoughts and your yeah. speech. And then, I, and then, and then one, one, one of the other things that triggered for me to actually go into this uh, uh, routine was because I said, now I'm, I'm an age where I'm not getting younger anymore. <laughs> yes, that's, that's so, so in order for me to, to keep up with, the, with my daughter, Rukaya, was always yeah, demanding yeah. to play with her. I said, yeah. by the time I'm 50, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes, you know what I mean, gives me that umr, then I want to be able to be playing with her. So that was one of the major, most uh, motivational points. And the other, yeah. the other one was like, I bought some nice trousers from, from Next Shop when I came last time. Yeah. And I used I used it for work, those trousers. And yeah. after one year, they wouldn't fit me. And they are good quality trousers. So yeah. I said to the missus, give me three weeks. I will be yeah. wearing those trousers again. <laughs> you know what I mean this is the motivation yeah. there uh, motivation. Yeah, and, exactly. and I can tell you last week when I went back to my city the city I work in sometimes I'm here and there and yeah. I actually wore one of the trousers so that's my right. manager saw me and he was like Ali that's very nice trousers where do you get it from I said <laughs> I had it for a year and a half I couldn't wear it so alhamdulillah yeah. so this was keeping me Motivation, yeah. yeah. Yep. I was gonna ask you because I got on here like decision making and self motivation and self control, like the relationship, mashallah. Mm -hmm. So, you and um, self awareness, which you touched up. So, that's what I'm saying. It's really a case of like creating that mindset and reminding yourself because, like, you know, like when you say when you told the missus, like, give me three weeks, I'm gonna fit into that. It's kind of like a target, and they're also having goals and target, like, so you're moving towards them, innit? So, your new routine, how long do you walk for? Six days a week. Six and, days a week. Yeah, yeah and we do between fifteen and twenty thousand steps every day. How, and how long does that take you? Like roughly uh, from the beginning, it was about an hour and a half. Now it's about an hour and ten minutes. Oh, mashallah! So it's a good hour, and yeah, it's just good hour walking, mashallah, six times yeah. a week. And and so this time is dedicated to walking. If anything, I I I try. I have a, I have a, I have a task list. So yes. whenever I do something. Yeah. I have a task list. So I try to finish everything before my walk because I'm so yeah. determined, I'm so motivated and I actually enjoy it. I, yeah. I try to finish off everything in daytime. And then when it comes to after six o'clock, we're about to go for a walk, I have yeah. nothing pending. So I don't have yeah. to say, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. So at that time yeah. is allocated for specifically walking yeah. and exercising. So you've created a good routine, a smart routine, I would call it. <laughs> you've created a good smart routine to fit into your life. Because that's another thing as well. And another thing I noticed about challenge, and I would like to know what your thoughts are, is and whenever you try to make plans, 
it's like because of the qadr of allah as well it's a test on one part it's a test allah will test you with it with, with something like you get so and you also got your other obligations and commitments and like you say now you got the work or family and stuff like that also just unexpectedly coming oh like even this morning i little experience you had an unexpected obligation land on your blade despite us planning to meet a certain time we couldn't because things mm. come up and then i'm saying people if they don't have that flexibility it can it create stress and anxiety what do you think how do you deal with that like when things land on your blade very good point so here this is what works for me now i mentioned earlier uh, for me in my life uh, i had a, i had a great teacher let's just go to go back a little bit Uh, when yeah. I came to the country for the first time, I was actually started from uh, entry level one in terms of the English language. So I used to go to Castle College back in the days. Yeah, and um, I had a wonderful, wonderful teacher. His name was Nicholas Beck. Yeah, that was his name. Yeah. So what he told me, I said to him, uh, I want to learn English. I said, I want to be perfect in English so I can take my GCSEs and go to university. And yeah. then he said to me, Mr. Ali, sit down. I'm going to teach you something. I said, okay. He said, I'm going to teach you the four Ds of success. Four years of success. I'm thinking, and what is he talking about? So he listed dedication, determination, desire, and the last one he said to me is the most important and the most challenging one is discipline. So he said to me, now your friends are going to pits, as you mentioned pits earlier. Them days between 90s and early 90s, late 90s, people used to go to pits. Pits was up, was the most was the was the place to be to play football them days so yeah. he said to me now you're going to play football with your friends but you have an assignment due tomorrow he said to me which one would you you pick and then i was like wow very good question so knowing that i had a target and i had an aim to pass my gcses and l level to go to university yeah. what kept me going was the discipline part so That's now right. That discipline is still working for me. Now my kids and my family, they know. My kids, they know the time I go for a walk. And then they will come to me prior to my walk and they will say, we know you're going for a walk at six o'clock. Can yeah, you come sir. and play with us at 4.30? Yeah, sir, sir. So yeah, they know it. Raising that awareness within the kids, within the family. Some of the kids might not understand. They might be too young. But you can always, you know, I mean, stay with them for a bit and then can leave. If something else comes up, la qadr Allah, because everything's in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you can always like, I always leave one hour gap. Okay, yeah, so one hour gap. my work starts from six, but if anything happens, I can say, I can stretch until to seven o'clock. So I have one window. I have a, I have a one hour window gap. So I can say, right, okay, if anything happens, I can squeeze in. Yeah. So this, this is what works for me. But different people, different uh, tactics might work for you. But in terms of the getting stressed, if you don't reach your target, that yeah. itself can motivate you. You can say to yourself, how can I do things differently? Yeah, so, yeah. so it's a bit of flexibility, you know, like asking the question and yeah. saying, oh, that's what I'm saying. Even just asking, how can I do things differently? Is exactly. itself a Yeah, and to add on for you as well, there's another one. There's another yeah. another word that actually I love this word. This is one of my favorite words called consistency. Yeah. Oh, consistency. Consistency yeah. is yeah. is 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 actually is 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 fundamental. It's the key, you know. Is it not fancy to have it? Because when you think of that, like and consistency, and even in the in this the hadith, can you tell us the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ? He said, Allah loves. Yeah, Allah loves for those ones who do uh, good deeds. Even if they're not huge, but they are yeah. consistent. Sah, sah. And so, is it also I heard, and there's another, there's another hadith that if you do something like that consistently, so that means Allah loves a small deed, 
if he's consi- even if he's small, but if as long as he's consistent and regularly, that's he's it. Alive. Okay, and the other hadith I heard, maybe you can clarify, is and that if you do something like that consistently, and let's say you get ill or you travel, you still get rewarded. Because and do you know about hadith as well? No, yeah, I think it's the explanation of some of the ulama, some yeah. of the scholars, because they said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there's an ayah in the Quran, it says, Allah does not bear in the soul beyond its capability or capacity. Yeah. So now, yeah. if you become ill, yeah. Out of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rahmah, mm. then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will compensate for you mm. for the good deeds that you were doing. And this illness itself that you are upon, itself yeah. is a forgiveness yeah. from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's yeah. why if you come with a sabr, if you have the patience within that illness, yeah. of course you're going to get, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the ones who are patient, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised them a great reward. So, yeah, so you you getting maybe you're getting about three rewards without even you realizing it. <laughs> Just because of that. The other thing I wanted to say as well is you know and you know to make what I realized was and, and maybe I also want to know your thoughts of course and you know when you try to do something consistent and what I realized this is when I discovered that five pillars of habit. So I said the first one was a trigger and then obviously automatic. And then I said mindless. And then the third one, I said it loses its flavor. And what I realized was it meaning we get accustomed to. So when, whenever we become accustomed to something and it's become consistent or routine, it can't people, the people say it becomes boring. But then that's when I realized that if you can persist with boredom, because there's that period where like your motivation is like in, in, in any emotion, even in man, it fluctuates, you know, that's why we have the honeymoon period, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> 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 right? And also, so this is life. So when you realize even the imam or an imam can go up and can go down. So it goes to show that feelings fluctuate. So I realized that to make something consistent, People, so give you an example, like, you know, I want to know when you wanted to lose weight, if you're just eating and doing the same routine, some people that might say, oh, that's boring, but you're not caring about that because you're motivated by a higher purpose and you're there just you creating the consistency. So you want the desired result. So I'm saying, how that patient, how do you deal with that? That's why I realized one of the things is people, they get bored of it. They look for something novelty. You know what I mean? Like something new, even yeah. marriage, people a year or two of being married. They're looking for a new wife. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying, because it's life. What do you think? It goes back to the point which I raised yeah. earlier, which yeah. is now, now you mentioned the, way, the, the marriage part. Why yeah. do you want to get married in the first place? You know, exactly. what are your aims and objectives? Yeah, exactly. it, it also boils down to um, your desire. So now, for yeah. instance, if I want to eat well, yes, some of the foods I might not find it very interesting. Yes. Again, yeah, yeah, my yeah. aim is uh, we went out uh, on this weekend. We traveled to another city, as I told you, and we just got back yeah. now. Uh, kids yeah. were eating some lovely food, burgers <laughs> and whatever. For me, it was not yeah. my cheat day. My cheat day starts tomorrow. Okay. I was so you have there. A cheat day. Cheat yes, and then I, I only had, I only had a camel burger, which was gourmet yeah. burger with no oil. Exactly. So yeah. that was the closest I came to a, a, a chunk food. Now, yeah. I could have enjoyed myself. I could have had the pizza, burgers, everything. If the kids but put it this way, for me, I have an aim. So that's why people, when they say to you, I get bored. It's like, what they, what was their assas? What was their foundation at the first place? Yeah. What were you doing this to, to begin with? That will always motivate you. That will always like... Uh, and also you mentioned the marriage part. Now, put it this way. That's why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam... 
was uh, he advised us. He said, "Khairukum, khairukum li ahli." He said, "Ana khairukum, wa khairukum li ahli." So he's like, "I'm the best one among you, and the best one among you is the one who's good to his family." So now, yes. even you can spice up your marriage life. For example, yes. you can give, you can, uh, yeah, you can you can buy gifts for your wife out of you know, I mean, out of the blue. It doesn't have to be on all those celebrations they celebrate. No, it can be out of the blue. So now, for you to spice up your marriage, you can also spice up your your diet and your routine. And your... <laughs> <laughs> so now, yeah, this week I will be going for a walk probably tomorrow. I will be I'll I'll, I'll say okay, I'm going to listen to Ibrahim's podcast. I'm going to listen to this lecture. I'm going to listen to Islam Subhi, who, mot who motivates me. You know, I mean, Islam Subhi is a good reciter, and he yeah. takes me to a different, different place. So, is he your favorite I, reciter? Uh, I, I wouldn't say he's my, he's my, he's he's the one who motivates me to keep walking. But when yeah, it comes yeah. to my favorite reciter, uh, Saad Al Ghamidi is he's oh, always okay, been so. my 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 favorite reciter. Alhamdulillah, yeah, I always yeah. listen to him. He's, he's calm yeah. and and soothing. Um, so like you, that's like you, So I look Someone, forward to that. So me looking yeah. forward to that makes me plan ahead. Sir. So I'm know yeah. what I'm listening to next week. Yeah. So planning, good planning, and and having that long term aim. Like and you get excited. You think, oh, I'm gonna yeah. go for a walk. I'm gonna listen to. That. I'm gonna listen to that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So, so, oh, so basically, like your intention and your desire, as long as they are strong, like because that they say a strong why, because there's a saying that says, He who has a strong why can endure anyhow. That's what they say. So, if yep. you have that strong why of a purpose, like not the, the purpose of life or the purpose of what you're trying to achieve, or like mm -hmm. even you just mentioned, as well, the kids, you want to be able to be in a position where you are healthy and able to play with the kids. No. So, that motivates you more rather than this delicious. In cheeseburger or camel burger every day, <laughs> even though you have a cheat day, which is good to know now we know. <laughs> and keep in mind, everything in Saudi Arabia is halal. So you can go yeah, to Maki D's and you can have a double decker. Yeah. And, then, exactly. and it's so delicious. It's got halal. the. And then I say, no, no, no. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though even though the temptation is easy to give into, that's what we say in anyway. And that's why I even in some friends were asking me, like, Anishan, I'm gonna do an episode on how to discover your passion. Because they say, Brian, you're passionate about human. How can we? And I was telling I was talking to Sheikh Mustafa earlier, and I said, when people think about passion or anything, we always see the end result. We don't see the beginning. So I said, when it comes to when it comes to passion, I said it starts with interest. You become mm -hmm. interested in something, then if you can keep going and you don't get bored, then the passion at the, is the end result. Do you get what I mean? As you understand more, you go deeper, you become more interested and more deeper. So people always want, when they see a passion, so it's like a bit like a millionaire. Mm -hmm. We see the person who's become a millionaire today, but we don't see the journey. So we just see the end result. And then people think, I want to become a millionaire. But they forget that this guy is like this. So I'll give you an example. I heard, you know, Bill Gay, for example, Bill Gay, I heard he never took a day off nope. at work, never took a day off work for the first 20 years of his life, for that 20 years. And I'm saying, we don't see that. Nope. <laughs> so what I'm saying is people, they get bored because they don't sustain it long enough for them to, you know, to ignite that fire, which brings me nicely into... Mashallah, you said you had a mentor when you were in college. I want the other thing I wanted to ask you was in Arabic. How did you become interested in, in learning Arabic? Because now you're passionate about it. See, but that's what I know the trigger. So I want to know the trigger. <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
We were in Masjid Abu Huraira. I think it was uh, late night, late 90s, yeah, about 99, 98. Yeah, is that what you think? My Arabic at that time, I was uh, I could read and write, but speaking yeah. and listening and understanding was 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 out of the window. So yeah, I was in Abu Huraira Masjid, a sheikh came. Most of the time, the khutbah used to be in, Arab, in English and in Arabic. Some words in yeah. Arabic, but in English most of the time. Yeah. This sheikh from Iraq came and then he gave a lecture in Arabic. So someone translated yeah. it at the end, but it first was Arabic from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm sitting in the, I'm, 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 I sat in between two brothers who yeah. were Arabic speakers. Yeah. And this one was weeping and this one was wailing. So it's like, this oh, one was like, yeah. <laughs> it was crying literally. And the other one was shaking. And I'm yeah. sitting there looking at the Imam and thinking, what's going on? Yeah. So that is the day I started my journey. I said to the brother, what was the sheikh talking about? At the end, I said, why were you crying? He said, oh, because the sheikh was talking about adab, and he was talking about akhirah, and he was talking about jannah. So yeah. he, he took us to a place that we've never been before. Yeah. He hit us hard. And I was like, you know what? I need to be hit hard as well. And yeah. the brother who sat on my left was a Libyan brother. And then yeah. he said to me, do you want to learn Arabic? I said, well, I don't mind starting from basics. He said, okay, I will see you tomorrow. Bring a book and a pen. And I was like, yeah. huh? He said, you want to learn Arabic? I said, yeah. He said, see you tomorrow after Fajr. Okay, Khalas, I came. So we started. And then another brother, one brother, two brothers joined in. And there was about eight of us. Same yeah. as the Arabic class I used to do with you guys. Then two dropped yeah. out, three dropped out, yeah. one stayed. Yeah. So me and another brother stayed, a Nigerian brother. He was at the University mm -hmm. of Sheffield at that time. So we stayed with him for about a year. And mm -hmm. alhamdulillah, we learned a lot. So that's when I realized, I said, you know what? In order for you to understand the Quran and the Hadith, you have to learn Arabic. It's, it's, yeah. it's important. Yeah. And, and it always goes back to the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, I know it's an ayah actually. He says, Inna yakhshallah min ibadihi al-ulama. You will feel, your fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase as much as you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How will you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his creations? Okay, if I say to you now, the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful. Or if I say to you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is qafoorun rahim. You won't understand the two, same. So you will always, the Arabic will always be more tasty. Heavier, heavier, like heavy weight. Like yeah, and my weight. other point was like I said, I would never ever want somebody else to translate the lecture for me. I said, next time yeah. I go out, I want to understand that lecture for myself. I came to Saudi Arabia, I stayed for a year, alhamdulillah. The second year, I went back to another masjid and I was listening to the khutbah and I understood every single word of the imam said. And I was like, alhamdulillah. Achieved I have goal, achieved partially, partially yeah. I have achieved my, yeah, feel, my goal. Yeah. So now I can say now my Arabic understanding, I would say is 98%. And now I can speak fluently. And also yeah. um, I can understand the hadith and the ayats. And this is not me praising myself. This is a motivational uh, point for my, for my brothers and sisters who are listening who want to embark on that journey as well. Well, life yeah. is not difficult. It's not difficult. Yeah. It's easy. What you put in is what you get out. Yeah, that's why I had the lay. I wanted to know the trigger because I realized there's always a trigger. I'm interested in habits and its relationship, the role it plays in personal change, happiness, and well being and achievement, personal achievement. That's when I realized there's a trigger. And now, wow. the first time I realized, I said to myself, the other day I was in the car and I said, I've got to ask Ali what triggered him. There's got to be a trigger. And look, subhanAllah, there's that trigger, that Friday khutbah. Two brothers next to you, both crying. 
yeah. and you're just sitting there like thinking, what are they on? Because they've and, gone to a different world, isn't it? And that was pre-marriage. So when I got yeah. married, mm. my wife, that's to speak Arabic, she was born in Emirates. Oh, she's a native Arabic oh. speaker. Yeah, so yeah, also, uh, just, to, just, to, just to add in there, um, yeah. what you lend through love always yeah. stays in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah that's another motivator <laughs> another feel of motivation <laughs> so for the yeah. single brothers and the single sisters i say to them yeah. look for an arabic speaker and, yeah. and your arabic will be out the <laughs> yeah we hit the roof we hit the roof <laughs> absolutely that's true absolutely. with the environment i suppose you're practicing on like on, on like practicing on her mashallah yes. and you're yes. like on the cover and it reinforces that habit because if you're doing it every single day, yep. it reinforces the uh, habit in it. Just to add on, just to add on, Ibrahim, because like now, yeah. okay, when it comes to learning languages, um, yeah. you have you you can acquire a language and you can learn a language. When yeah. it comes to acquiring language, you only want the passive, which is like you just want to take the the skills which are receptive. So speaking yeah. and listening, you say I don't want to, yeah. I don't care about reading and writing, but when yeah. you want to learn Arabic, you want yeah. to apply the four skills. So you have yeah. the reading, writing, speaking, and listening, all of them in one go. So for me, I was exposed to the language in my household because yeah. my, my wife would speak to her, one of her family members, and I would just listen. And by yeah. listening to consistently all the time, it becoming yeah. part of your vocabs. Yeah. So I would encourage anyone who wants to learn a language, listen yeah. first. Listen, exactly. listen, listen, listen. And then your brain will be accustomed to mm. that terminology and the vocab and it will it will be easier for you to derive and it will be easier for you to actually implement and then later and say oh i heard the word albeit oh albeit means a house the house oh and then it will stay with you for the rest of your life so listen is very important very powerful you said your favorite word again consistent <laughs> consistently listen to the missus <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's like that anyway so <laughs> i can tell it's your favorite word mashallah it's true whenever you do something consistently if, and also another thing i realized about that is well you know you know there's the ayah where allah says and he brought us out of the wombs of our mothers not knowing nothing and he gave us hearing seeing and intellect no. see what i realized was we're natural born learners so if we're not deliberately learning something or intentionally learning it we are naturally learning something anyway. It just means you're just learning junk or something like that because you are, it's impossible as a human person, you're not learning something. You're just learning it, but there's a difference. Do you think what I'm saying? SubhanAllah, you just mentioned now, okay, I forgot mm -hmm. to mention this from the beginning, but I have a friend of mine. He, he worked yeah. with me for a year and a half. Yeah. And his name was Nicholas Bridgewater. He was from the yeah. UK yeah. and he was non-Muslim. Yeah. But his Arabic was on point. So I asked him, yeah. I said to him, Nicholas, if your parents are not Muslims, you're not Muslim yourself, you've never been to a Muslim country, how yeah. come your Arabic is on point? He said, yeah. my mother and father used to travel a lot. And he said, when I was in my mom's womb, he said, I yeah. could hear, like, he said, when I came out and I was, I was two years old, he said, yeah. I used to say some of the Arabic words perfectly. So he said, while I was in my mom's tummy, he said, I yeah. could hear those conversations. So yes. what you just mentioned now in terms of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming out knowing nothing, we yes. have sort of, we have a pre-knowledge. Yeah. And he said at the age of five years old, he would be able to hold a, a normal Arabic conversation because of his parents. Yeah. So they traveled a lot and then he's just as he's as that's what I'm saying, he's just accumulating that with unaware, unaware. You get and he it? speaks Fusha, he speaks mm. Shami accent. He will put a Sudani accent. He will put a Yemeni accent. He will put yeah. a Sufi accent. And this guy is not a Muslim. 
yeah. left in a, in a in a non-Muslim country con consistently for two years. Yeah. And his maharaj al huruf and everything is on point. So yeah. he can be an, a, a motivation for others as well. You think to yourself, how do you do it? Is how I did it. Yeah, no, I, I read that's when I realized when when naturally what I realized we are always learning because I I, I believe I call it the secret habit creating machine. <laughs> We've got a secret habit creating machine because it's a pattern recognition system. Mm -hmm. It's so what it is that's why whenever you're learning to drive a car, you say mirror, mirror, signal. It's it, it's a habit creating machine. The mind and the heart, even the body. I heard in there was a in Muaddin, and Muaddin died. And may Allah have mercy on him. And the Imam who watched him told me, you know, his finger, his, he was like this, his whole body was frozen like that. You know, like, so his hand is just, his because he's got into the habit of saying, La ilaha illallah, from, from all those years of Muhammad, his hand has become accustomed to that. So it's like a pattern. The hand detects your pattern. So I realized that that's a physical habit. You see, yep. that's why like people who smoking, they or you get the smoke. They not even you know the nicotine companies. They create like a little stick, something to put in your mouth or something like that. Because that's what I'm saying. So physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, it's like a habit creating machine. So it's just the case like you even that trigger where you said you saw those two brothers. Mm -hmm. it, it triggered something in you internally when you saw those two guys crying because of that, the Imam's khutbah, you know what I mean? Because internally, he's the, like the imagination, they saw what the, the words of Allah, they understood. Uh -huh. And then that triggered them, do you see what I'm saying? And it's triggered you as well, just from that. And that's giving you, that internal has given you the persistence and the consistency to keep learning Arabic. Obviously, it helped as well, mashallah, Mariam who can speak Arabic, that was just the extra bonus. Yeah. I'm saying you already, had the, you already had the willingness to get it. Yep. So that's what I realized, we're always learning. The question is, are we learning something on purpose or not? What do you think? Like, we're um, always learning. Yeah, because like, put it this way, the way for me now, as I said to you before, I love reading and I always read. Yeah. Um, and and although you are reading something, you're always learning, yeah. and and learning have never stops until the time you go to your grave. So yeah. now, sometimes like is 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 very important to realize the fact that okay now I need to where I need to develop myself. Okay now uh, you would say I I want to learn another language, for example. Mm. When it comes to learning. Some of the people, what they do, or most of the people, what they do is like they try to learn on the leftover time. I divide my time into three times. Okay. I said the golden time. Golden time. Yeah. And then I have the silver time. Silver time. Mashallah. And then I have the leftover time. Yeah, with that bronze. <laughs> the bronze. <laughs> so I call it leftover time. If you're trying to learn on your leftover time. Yeah. Then it's not going to be, it's not going to be effective. So it's always very important if you ever want to learn something, it's always good to give a good quality time. Is it one hour a day, 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day? And that time you are not distracted. You are in a place by yourself. You're relaxed. You don't have nothing like, you know what I mean, uh, uh, pestering you to do something or to go somewhere. And then that's it. And, and, and what used to work for me when I was in Sheffield is I used to walk and then I used to go to like uh, botanical gardens. Sometimes I used to go to an enclave park where you mm. overlook the, 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 the trees and the greenery and whatever. I, take, I used to take my book and then sit mm. there, take notes, come back home, then apply it. So sometimes yeah. it's, good to get, it's good to go out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And, 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 and seclude yourself from, from the busy life and 
and, and what have you. But yeah, that my works on people. Most the masjid was my favorite place, by the way. At the back yeah. of the masjid, I would find peace, yes. relaxation. Yeah. You see, the Quran is a place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it sacred. So the shaitan will not be there most of the time. So. <laughs> He's gone chasing after the people who are going out. <laughs> so see, the back of the masjid, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's I was going to say, so environment, again, it goes to, so distraction free, I would take it from there, getting to a distraction free. And the golden time would be where you would have energy because when you have a golden time or that super time, mashallah, I see your terms. You, mm. that, that's kind of like when you've got energy, you know, like when you have that leftover time, it's probably like when you're shattered, you're knackered, and you're just trying to get through, like, you just sleep, <laughs> half sleepwalking, and you think, I'll learn Arabic now or something. Nah. Yes, that's why I said to you last time. I said to you last time, I'm going to listen to your to your voice note on yeah. my golden time. I'm not going to listen it to yeah, you. Like this is my leftover time. That's why I said to you, I'm going to listen it tomorrow, which will yeah. be my golden time. So I can understand it and then analyze it. And then, okay, yeah. then I can respond back. But if I just listen to it, I'm not concentrating. I can say to you, oh, Ibrahim, okay, yeah, yeah. And then that's it. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. And all personal thanks to Tala. Guys, I just wanted to say this is it for this week's episode. Inshallah, in next week's episode, we'll continue with our discussion and conversation with Ali in part two. Inshallah, until then. And I wish you success in this life and the hereafter. And I ask Allah, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanatun fil akhirat hasanatun qina azabunar to give us all good in this life and the hereafter and safeguard us from the punishment and the hellfire. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah See you.